Hi, and welcome. You are listening to the Happiness Hacks podcast, formerly Stories from a Quest to Live Happier. Same format, just a different name. And I'm your host, Nancy Jane Smith. I'm a licensed professional counselor. And in this podcast, I share my stories, my lessons and hacks I've learned and I continue to learn on my quest to live happier. The show notes can be found at live-happier.com backslash podcast. And this is episode 54. You're going to do it wrong. Hey there, so glad to be back chatting with y'all. So today I want to talk about a jarring statement, um, the phrase, you're going to do it wrong, and how that jarring statement really changed my perspective on a lot of things. And so it was recently, I was out with a friend, we were at happy hour, chatting about live happier stuff and how to be better people, <laughs> which is the geeky stuff that my friends and I do. And and she said to me, you know, it really changed everything for me when I started thinking the phrase, you know, you're just going to do it wrong. And at first, it was really jarring to me to be like, what? Do it wrong? Why would you be telling yourself you're going to do it wrong? And then I realized, oh, no, she's saying it in a let me take the expectation that it's going to go 100% right. Let me take that expectation off the table. And so instead of the idea of your inner critic saying you're going to do it wrong, you're such a loser, you're going to do it wrong to say to yourself, you know what, this is probably not going to go well, it's probably going to go wrong. I'm going to make the wrong choice because I don't really know what's going to happen next. I might say the wrong thing. I might pick the wrong baby step. I'm kind of shooting in the dark here. So I don't know the correct way. So I'm just going to pick something. And it might be wrong. And when we can give ourselves the permission that you know what, whatever you pick next might be wrong. And that's okay. You're picking something. You're making a move. You're taking a baby step. And so often our inner critics convince us that we have to pick the perfect next step. That whatever we do next has to be right on target, the perfect plan, the perfect thing to say, the perfect phrase. And so instead of saying the perfect thing, because there is no such thing as perfect, we tend to do nothing. So it shows up a lot in our lives when we're going to go try something new or we're meeting a new friend or we're, we're branching out in some way and we'll convince ourselves not to do anything rather than do it wrong. And so I think that's just such a fascinating way of looking at it, that if you can tell yourself, I'm going to do this wrong, but I'm going to take a step anyway, I'm going to have a good intention of, of getting all the facts I possibly can and making the most informed decision moving forward. And when I do it wrong, I'm going to make a new step. I'm going to go a new way. I'm going to do it differently. So that idea that if I can embrace the fact that I'm going to do it wrong anyway, might as well try something, we get a little further. So if you are in a spot in your life where you're feeling stuck, and you know, and this is an insidious, the inner critic, the monger is, I call it wily, because it's very wily. And it really convinces us we don't to make a move until it's perfect, not to do anything until it's perfect. And that is why procrastination is one of the big signs that you are being, you know, in, infiltrated and overrun by the monger. Because if you are feeling procrastination and you're waiting for the perfect time or you're waiting for the perfect thought or the perfect voice or the perfect words, 
you'll never make any moves at all. And so it, you know, it shows up in little tiny ways, this, this idea of, oh my gosh, I have to do it perfectly. And I can't do it wrong. It shows up in conversations we have with our loved ones. It shows up in projects we have at work. It shows up in creative projects that we want to engage in in our free time. It shows up all the time that we silently convince ourselves, you can't move forward. You can't do that because you might do it wrong. When you notice yourself saying one thing, but not taking action on it. So you say, oh, I really want to be doing more art, or I really want to be connecting in a different way with my spouse, or I really want to be at work fully engaged and showing up and putting my hat into the ring and really entering the work arena 100%. And you notice yourself saying those things or thinking those things and not acting on those things, that usually means you have been attacked by your inner monger who's convincing you that you have to do it perfectly right before you do anything. And so that's where that phrase of, oh my gosh, I'm going to do it wrong. I'm going to do it wrong. And that's okay. That's okay. I'm going to do it wrong and make a new choice. So it's not, oh my gosh, you're going to do it wrong and you're a terrible person. It's I'm going to do it wrong. And then I'm going to figure out how to do it differently after that to move on. So it's a totally taking back the phrase, I'm going to do it wrong. And taking it back in an empowering way to say, yep, you got it. I'm going to do this wrong. And because I'm going to do it wrong, I'm going to figure out the best way to do it. And so it really gives you that idea of in order to make any steps, in order to make any changes, in order to engage in anything, we have to embrace the fact that it might not go well right off the bat. And that's okay. We're still going to be okay because it's okay if we do it wrong because we have control and can take it back. But when that message plays there over and over and over again, you're going to do it wrong, or you're going to do it wrong, or you're going to do it wrong, and we don't take it back in an empowering way, it keeps us stuck. It keeps us in procrastination mode. It keeps us from making big and little tiny changes in our lives. And that is why we have to challenge that voice, that monger voice that tells us you're going to do it wrong and say, yes, I am. And then I'm going to figure out how to do it even better. So that is my happiness hack for this week. Okay, now it's time for the weekly ritual challenge. One thing that has really helped me live happier is adding regular ritual practices to my daily life. So each week, I'm going to be sharing a ritual with you and challenging you to complete it. Okay, people, this weekly ritual is a little bit out there, and it is called Wiggle. We're going to wiggle. And I know it sounds crazy. Stay with me. So when I hear my monger chiming at me, I wiggle my body as a way to remind myself that I need to get some wiggle room. Our mongers tend to think in black and white, right and wrong, as we've talked about in this podcast. And life lives in the gray. So in an effort to get some wiggle room, I'll wiggle my whole body and ask, what would my biggest fan say? So this week, I really challenge you when you hear that inner critic monger voice, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. And you can check out my Instagram where I'm going to share my daily check-in with the weekly ritual practice. You can see me wiggling on my Instagram. It's nancyjane underscore live happier. And it's a helpful way for both of us to stay accountable to the practice of the weekly ritual. That's the show. Thanks for listening. The Happiness Hacks podcast comes out every week. If you have questions, please email me nancyjane at live-happier.com and make sure to follow me on Instagram. And until next time, here's to living happier. Happier.